Hallelujah. As we rest on our feet for the reading of the word, if you can meet me in the book of Judges one more and again. Chapter 6. We want to focus on verse 15. That's our focus verse this morning. Amen. If you have it, say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 15. And it reads as thus. So he said to him, O my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan or my family is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least, look at this, in my father's house. The word of God for the people of God, praise be to God. Again, God, we thank you for this time you allocated for us, God, to delve into your word, have your way. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Hallelujah. You can be seated. In December of 2016, the award-winning film taken from the non-fictional book titled Hidden Figures, written by Margaret Lee Satterley, was released to moviegoers worldwide. This insightful, inspiring, and meaningful movie introduced to all that viewed it, three African-American women are in the days the movie was portrayed, three Negro women by the names of Katherine Johnson, Dorothy Vaughn, and Mary Jackson whom received little to no mention in our U.S. history books for the pivotal role they played in launching, tracking, and retrieving NASA's Friendship 7 mission spacecraft in 1962. Anybody remember that? That allowed John Glenn to orbit the Earth three times and return home safely. These three brilliant, determined and persistent soul sisters served as the brains behind one of America's greatest accomplishments that helped restore our nation's confidence in our U.S. space program. But in spite of their great work, these three women were still defined as hidden figures. And a hidden figure is one that is not seen or known. Now, unlike these three great women who, by way of ignorance, arrogance, and prejudice were treated and deemed hidden figures, we as believers who oftentimes find it difficult surrendering to serving the Lord's purpose and plan for our lives that has the power to affect our Jerusalem, which is the church, our Judea, which is the communities that surround the church, and Samaria, which is the world, we too could be labeled hidden figures in the faith due to how we hide, 
take cover or even shrink when asked to serve the Lord. In Matthew 9, 37 and 38, Jesus himself said, the multitude is plenty, but the laborers or servants are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers or servants. And because of that, churches have become housers of hidden figures who have been loaded down with gifts, talents, and great anointing, but failed to reach their full potential in Christ Jesus because we were rather high than accept the challenge that comes with serving the Lord's purpose and plan for our lives. I don't believe that the Lord has vested so much in us that we be labeled hidden figures, but holy figures that will trust in him and serve his will for our lives in the church and even the more outside of the church for his glory. Do I got an amen in the house this morning? But the truth of the matter is, Elder Gray, that many of us don't because life circumstances have birthed more less than in us than I can in us. And so many of us feel less than for reasons like I didn't finish high school. I was abandoned by my parents. I grew up poor. My marriage is failed. I'm going to hit you on one of these. I was abused. I was picked on and made fun of in grade school. I was pregnant as a teen. I dropped out of college. I failed my SATs. I grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. My, my house was foreclosed on. I, I should be married by now with children. I was incarcerated. I have children by various women. Uh-oh. My career hasn't taken off like I planned. I have a disability. I don't have any friends, and I was let down by someone I trusted. Because of that, we have, a look at this, y'all, been dented and damaged. Fix me, I'm broken. But but our less than which is it, 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 but our less than which in turn has been smothered by the I can within us. So now we have become reluctant to launch out and serve in our calling because we have been duped to think that there is nothing within us that is good or worth sharing. But I'm reminded of the rack in the rear of the old school markets that were filled with dented and damaged canned goods, cereal boxes, Pop-Tarts with tape on them, and spaghetti boxes with dents in them. And how even though these items were dented and damaged on the outside, what was inside was still good and delicious. You, you and I may have been dented and damaged by life's ups and downs, which has 
cause us to feel less than deep down inside. But rest assured, there is something good inside of us called I can. And the Lord wants to pull it out of you so you can serve his purpose. And I know this is right because in the word of God, we see the Lord is attracted to those that feel less than. <laughs> that, that, that he can pull them out of hiding and move them into their I can so they can accomplish the Lord's purpose for their lives. In Exodus chapter 3, the Lord was attracted to Moses. You remember him, right? Who felt less than because he had a speech impediment. But God pushed and pulled on his eye can that he would surrender to become the deliverer of God's chosen people, Israel. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, the Lord was attracted to Hannah, who felt less than because she could not bear a son. But the Lord moved on her eye can that she would conceive and bear a son named Samuel, who would serve God's purpose as a prophet and a priest. In John chapter 11, the Lord Jesus attracted, was attracted to Lazarus, who not just felt less than, but was less than by way of death. You can't be more less than than that. But Jesus, who is God in the flesh, moved on his eye can even in the grave and brought him back to life that he can serve as a testimony of the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. That was his purpose, y'all. Amen. And the good news today is that the Lord is still attracted, my God, to those that feel they are less than. Are there any less than folk in here today? If so, look at this. If so, the Lord is about to tap into your eye can that you can relinquish your hidden figure status and reach your full potential in Christ by way of serving the Lord's purpose for your life. And here in the text, Gideon, the son of Joash, and Joash meaning whom Jehovah supports. Joash names means whom Jehovah supports. And that's important for us to know because I'm led to believe, Brother Tim, that if the Lord Jehovah supports the father Joash, he will be led to support the son Gideon, who struggles with the feeling of being less than. Now, our names may not be Joaz this morning, but I have come to realize we all need the support of the Lord. And praise be to God, the Lord is more than willing to give us his divine support. In Hebrews 13 and 6, it says, the Lord is my helper. That's some support we need. In Psalm 63 and 8, it says, I cling to you, your right hand upholds me. That's some support. And if you know the Bible, the right hand is the power hand of God. He supports us with his powerful right hand. And from getting his description of how he views himself in verse 15, 
our focus verse, we see that he needed the Lord's support to be what God designed him to be. You know the Lord is a master designer, right? Now, I like HG. Any HGTV watchers in the house this morning? Yeah, now, I, I, I like HGTV and the property brothers and the way they design homes, right? But the, 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 but, but the designers, the designs that, that God puts in order are mega. Hallelujah. For he designs us to be all that we can be for him. He's the master. He designed you the way you are to be who you are for his glory and for you're good, amen? So, so stop worrying about if your feet too big. He designed for your feet to be too big that you can shout and give him glory. He designed you the way that... Hallelujah. Don't worry about your lips being too big. He designed them to give him praise. Hallelujah. I got some big lips, too, because I got a big praise. But, but look, but before we look at how Gideon views and describes himself, I want us to take a gander at how the Lord views and describes Gideon in verse 12 of chapter 6. You got it? Look, 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 look at how the, the Lord or the angel of the Lord, whom is Jesus, describes this, this, this brother who, who struggles with less than. Remember that. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said, look at this, the Lord is with you. Look at his introduction. The Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. Now, in verses 1 through 10, it's noted that, my God, Gideon, where we at? Here we go. Gideon and the children of Israel are in the midst of experiencing the consequences of the Lord delivering them into the hands of the Midianites to experience oppression for seven years. Say seven. Due to Israel's disobedience and doubt towards God. This amazes me because these were God's chosen people. But now they are disobedient and doubting God. The ones he chose. As well, look, as well as turning from serving the true God to serve the God of the Canaanites. This amazes me that the God that brought them out of Egypt, they, they now, they now, they now uh, turn their back on him, which is called apostasy, and they begin to worship other gods. And look, as usual. After the consequences of Israel's sin becomes unbearable, they cry out to the Lord for help. It's me, it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. And who better to cry out to when you're messed up, uh, 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 mixed up, and uh, miss the mark? Hallelujah, because of sin. We are oftentimes hard, it was oftentimes hard for Israel, we are oftentimes hard on Israel because they fell so many times. 
But when they came to themselves like the prodigal son, they sure enough knew exactly who to call on. And his name was the Lord God Almighty. The Lord responds by way of sending a prophet to remind Israel of their sin. And the same way you are quiet is the same way that Israel responded. You see, being reminded of your wrong when you're wrong will make you shut your mouth. That makes sense because after 20 years of marriage, 20 plus years, I found out that when I'm wrong, I mean really wrong. I mean, leave the milk out on the counter wrong. Forget the anniversary wrong. There's not too much I can do but shut my mouth and say I'm sorry. I I, I think we need to stop there for a minute because I think a lot of marriages wouldn't go through the turmoil they go through if when we're wrong, we just shut our mouth. I mean, really wrong. Hallelujah, and say I'm sorry. Teenagers, teenagers, I, I, I think, I think, I think I can talk to you too because there are times when you are wrong. Come in after curfew wrong. In your bed with the cell phone wrong. Supposed to be asleep. When you're wrong and you're really wrong, like Israel, you just need to shut your mouth and say, I'm sorry. Now, the Lord who always would, look at this, place someone in position to deliver his chosen people, Israel, out of their misfortune, places his eyes on Gideon. And what the the angel of the Lord doesn't do is mind-blowing. For the angel of the Lord doesn't refer to Gideon in the context of what he is presently doing in the text, which is hiding and hiding the fact that he is threshing wheat in a wine press. And his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to hide it from the Midianites. See, the angel of the Lord doesn't refer to Gideon in his present position like we would. Because if we were there, we would put Gideon on blast and call him a personal hider, a hidden figure, if you will. But the angel of the Lord sees in Gideon, what he sees in Gideon differs from what we see. Now, be not mistaken. The Lord sees Gideon in his present context, for the Lord is omniscient. He sees everything and knows all. But he calls Gideon out, look at this, based on the constructs of what he will be in the future. Hallelujah. You see, the Lord sees that you are a mess, mixed up and about to give up in the present. But God sees us and calls us what we will be in the future as he performs construction on us. Amen. Yeah, and, and truth be told, God is on, he, he's, he's in construction right now. Amen? God is performing construction on some of us right now because he sees something in us that we don't. 
and the Lord will use people to call you what he sees in you. Look, your title is deacon, but people keep calling you minister. You're a drummer, but co-workers keep calling you a deacon. You're a worship leader, but folks are calling you an evangelist. They see what God sees, and God has put that in their heart and their mouth to say it. You're a clerk, but people keep referring to you as a supervisor. But in order for it to be manifested, the Lord has to work on us. For he is the potter and we are the, is anybody up to being worked on? <laughs> we, we just have to learn how to trust the process. <laughs> Any Sixers fans in the house? Die hard, $5 seats at the Spectrum back in the day. Yeah, at the Spectrum, amen. We have to learn to trust the process of being, look, transformed from, from seeing ourselves in our present to seeing how God sees us in the future. And the Lord is confident in calling us what he sees us because just like he would be with Gideon, he will be with us. Verse 12 says, the Lord is with you. Amen. How consoling that the Lord is with you. Wherever you go, the Lord is. Oh, this might be scary. Whatever you do, the Lord is. Whatever you say, the Lord is. Hallelujah. See, when the Lord is with us, we can operate in our future calling or our future role or our uh, future anointing with passion and power. Now, in the text, God saw Gideon for who he would be and verbally conveyed that to him. For the dispensation of the law, the Lord spoke, and mankind could clearly hear him. Amen? So if somebody tell you they heard the Lord speak, they lying. Verbally. Because in this dispensation of grace, the Lord speaks through his living word. Therefore, if we want to know how the Lord sees us, compared to how we see ourselves, we need to dig and delve into his word, and in doing so, we will gain knowledge of how the Lord sees us. See, it's going to take some effort to find out how the Lord sees you, and the effort is going to be rewarding, hallelujah, because it's leading you to the word of God, which brings life, longevity, and long in, in your spirit, amen? Now, when we see ourselves as victims, Romans 8.37 lets us know that the Lord sees us as conquerors. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. When we see ourselves as orphans, 2 Corinthians 6 and 18 confirms that the Lord sees us as his sons and daughters. Amen? And I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord. And 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 lets us know that the Lord sees us as new creations when we see ourselves as old and dated because of our 70s and 80s wardrobe, we still try to rock and play every now and then. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new 
creation. Now we look at how the Lord viewed and described Gideon and what was the Lord's view and description of Gideon, y'all. A mighty man, amen, amen. He was a mighty man of valor. That's how he viewed him. Let's now look at how Gideon viewed and described himself in verse 15. It says, so he said to him, oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. See, this is Gideon's response, look at this, y'all, to the Lord's command to walk in his purpose. For the verse says, go and save Israel. That word go is a command. And the Lord looked upon him and said, go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel. Now, we see that Gideon's response doesn't line up with what God called him in verse 12 which was a mighty man of valor. So my question after reading this, Brother Tim, uh, uh, Gideon's response was, was, well, was it right? Or did God make a mistake in choosing Gideon? Because mighty men of valor, or even Christ strong men, would not respond like that. My question made me examine myself. Do I feel like God made a mistake in choosing me when I respond in a way similar to Gideon? Do you, like, feel like God made a mistake in choosing you when you respond like Gideon and God calls for you to exercise your purpose? Now, we all know that God never makes a mistake. He's too wise. But what he does is fix mistakes. Amen, amen. They have a glue out now called Gorilla Glue, and they say it'll fix anything. No, God will fix anything. And Gideon, who we see from the tone of the text, was in need of some fixing. For we see that he struggled with being less than. And according to the text, look where it started, at home said, my family is poor in Manasseh. As you can see from Gideon's tone, poverty played an immense part in how Gideon viewed himself. See, it was poverty that brings along with it lack, need, want, necessity, pain, and poorness, of which Gideon was the recipient of. Therefore, we see how the feeling of being less than was birthed in Gideon. Now, U.S. News, a real report, researched how poverty affects children in America. And their research concluded that poverty affects children's health, as well as their intellect and their social development. That's why many of our youth are growing up feeling less than, just like Gideon. My God. But he also felt less than due to how he personally viewed himself. For he describes himself as the least in his father's house. 
Now, we don't know how the relationship between Gideon and his father was, but for some reason, he felt as if he was the least living under his father's roof. Has anyone like Gideon ever felt like you were the least living under your parents' roof because you didn't live up to their expectations? If so, that may be the reason you struggle with feelings of being or feeling less than just like Gideon. See, when he was called to serve the Lord's purpose for his life, it was the less than in him that responded. We got to be careful how we respond. Amen. And, and, see, see, when, when he was called, right, right, it was the, and, and not and, and not the icon that the Lord was in the process of working on. You know that 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 our icon is is it's a process because we're filled up with so much less than. So as God works and construct, we have to be willing to go through the process that the I can will come to fruition. You see, the less than in us, and we all have some less than in us. Amen. I'm going to tell you to raise your hand, but. And the less than in us, look at this, y'all. It is aggressive and will take control of our lives if we allow it. And if we allow it to, we will miss out on being doing and serving God's purpose for our life as well as accomplishing God's assignment that he has placed before us. Now, if you read further down in the chapter, you will see that Gideon was able to conquer his feelings of being less than and become the mighty man of valor that God saw and that Israel needed. But it took some convincing by the Lord through signs. Amen. See, see, his encounter with God changed some things in his life. Amen. See, see, when we encounter God and we're filled up with stuff that won't move us forward, God will change some stuff. Look forward to your encounter with God that he can change some stuff. Amen? Now, I don't know about you, but what I have seen, experienced, and witnessed, the Lord does not need to convince me about anything. Hallelujah. But what I do find myself needing when my, my feelings of being less than bombard me and persuade me to become a hidden figure Instead of walking in my destiny for the Lord, hallelujah, is the knowledge, the knowing that the God of heaven and earth, look at this, y'all, first foreknew me. Romans 8, 29 says, for those that God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. See, when I'm bombarded with the less than thoughts, I turn to God, and I'm encouraged to know he foreknew me. Knowing that the Lord of glory foreknew me, meaning he knew me previously. 
He had knowledge of me before anyone else. See, that comforts me knowing that God who is always doing something for some other folk took time to know me before the doctor slapped me, before my mother held me, before my earthly father looked upon me. Hallelujah. The, the, the God of all creation foreknew me and you. Hallelujah. And then he had the audacity to predestine us, you and me, for greatness in God by conforming us to look like Jesus. Hallelujah. He foreknew us. He predestined us to look like a little Jesus. Uh, so, so when you turn the corner, hallelujah, when you're in school, they should be seeing a little Jesus. When you walk into your job, they should be seeing what you have pre been predestined for is to look like. When you're at the mall doing your Christmas shopping. And you give them the coupon and they say it doesn't work. Don't, 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 don't show them the other guy. No, you show them who you have been predestined to look like, which is... Hallelujah, hallelujah, yeah, 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 you got, you got a bank on that he foreknew me. It, it, it does something with the less than in me, knowing that the God of heaven and earth knew me, y'all, before y'all knew me, before y'all knew I had a big mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, that, that helps look. Quench the less than in me that I may walk in my I can. Family, family, we all have some less than. When it attacks you, you need to know that God foreknew you. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, he knew you beforehand and predestined you to be like Jesus. And what that will do, that will quench the less than. Amen? But second, but second, but second, look, he foreknew me, but also God formed me. See, in Genesis 2 and 7, then the Lord God formed a man from the dust and of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living soul. <laughs> Knowing that God formed me, and then look at this. Hallelujah. That has a way of doing something with the less than in me. Look, look, knowing that God formed me, look, let, and breathe, look, look, into my soul. Oh, my God. See, that's penetrating something, right? See, see, then my soul, my inward man, that my inward man, hallelujah, would take control of the outward man once I surrender my life to Jesus Christ. He foreknew me, but then he formed us. He fashioned the hallelujah in his image. Amen. Now, now, again, that's not the outward image of God, but he formed us within the inward image of God. And what is God? God is love. He formed.
formed us to love. Hallelujah. God, God, God is relational. He formed us to be relational. God is forgiving. Hallelujah. He formed us to be forgiving. Look, God is giving. Hallelujah. He, he formed us to be giving. Hallelujah. You see, that, that, that helps me, look, helps me evict my feelings of less than to make room for my eye can. <laughs> see, God wants to take some of that junk out of us. The less than that he can make room for the eye can. That we can stop being hidden figures and walk in what God has called for us to do in the church, outside of the church, in the mall, on the street, at work. Hallelujah. He, 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 he foreknew me. He formed me. Yeah, but lastly, lastly, look, oh my God, it's going to make you shout. I got to build this one up. God forgave me. He, 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 he forgave. <laughs> See, you know, if you knew my story, hallelujah, you would understand my praise. <laughs> he foreknew, he formed me, but, but lastly, look, look, he, he forgave me. See, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. Look at this. He forgave us all. Say all. all. Say all. all. Say all. all. Our sins. Yes, yeah, see, see. Knowing that I was a sinner. Anybody know they was a sinner? You know, Alcoholic Anonymous, you got to say that you were at it. You know, see, when you can say what you are, amen, God can then move on your behalf, amen. I didn't see everybody hand in the house. Do you know that you... That we, hallelujah, knowing that I was a sinner, look, living a life that produced death. Doctor, you work in a hospital, right? Yeah, you, you, you know about death, right? Yeah. N knowing that the life we produced, hallelujah, it produced death. Come on, when I was doing a cabbage patch, I was dying. When I was whopping, I was dying. I, I, I got I to go there, y'all. When I was fornicating, I was dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were living a life that produced death. Bound for eternal damnation. Look at this, Elder Ward. And not worthy of forgiveness. For all the sins I committed, look at this, willingly. There was, there was no pushback. Hallelujah. I know I'm not by myself this morning. No, the, the stuff we did, the sin we did, we did it willingly. Knowing, hallelujah. Come on, I don't know about you, but I got up in the morning. On the side of the bed. 
And, would, and instead of saying, thank you, Lord, I would say, what sin can I commit today? Day. Hallelujah. Jesus, the son of the living God, looked beyond our faults and forgave me and us in spite of us. And, and, and he did it knowing that we may go back. But because God is so faithful, he commended his love toward us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So it don't matter if we go back. Hallelujah. God is still faithful to his word. But if you go back, you better come back. Hallelujah. To your first love. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he forgave us. He forgave us. He yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he foreknew us. He, he formed us, and then he forgave us. Amen? Yeah, see, see, this, this helps me take a stranglehold. Some stuff you just got to take a stranglehold on. They call it strongholds, but we got a hold. It's called a stranglehold, hallelujah, on our less than that we can live within our I can. If you struggle with less than, and it's causing you to become a hidden figure in the church, on your job, and in every area of your life, and you want to be victorious over it, that you can walk in your eye can and flourish for the Lord. Remember this, y'all. God foreknew you. God formed you in his very image, and God forgave you. Knowing this, believing this, trusting in this will cause you not to be a hidden figure that embodies feelings of being less than. God, help us not to hide but be holy, upright, knowing that you withhold no good thing for those that are upright. God, we thank you for your word that brings life, light, and longevity in our souls. Thank you, God, for dying on the cross just for us, that when we deal with the things in us that aren't right, you're there to heal, you're there to help, and to give us hope. God, we trust in you, and even more, we trust in your word. For you're not a man that you should lie, even the son of man that you should repent. So, God, we're trusting you, we're banking on you, we're praising you on credit, knowing that the less than in us will be exiled out of us as we look to you, the author and finisher of our faith who foreknew, formed, and forgave us. God, we thank you. In the blessed name of Christ, we pray. Amen.